0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. On the 24th of July, Keely Dernan lost her battle with an inoperable brain tumour. Keely's been described by her parents, Emer and Alan, as just the glue that held their family together. She was only 17 years old, and they are both uh, with me in studio now. Good morning. And welcome Morning, Morning, um, my condolences to you because this is still so raw, so fresh um, it, it's n- no parent should ever have to bury their own child.
1: It's heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking uh,
0: and we've seen other heartbreak this week, which does not make it any easier for you to know that other parents have lost their children. Well, well before their time, you might bring us back to the the beginning of, of this whole terrible journey because uh, I know from some of the pictures I've seen, I know from what happened in Crow Park that Keely was a real Dubs fan.
2: Yes, yeah, she was. She was um, a GNA, GAA fanatic. So from a very early age, Pat, she seemed to always have an obstacle put in front of her. Whether it was dyslexia, whether it was celiac being diagnosed with celiac, but she never seemed to let anything bother her. She just kept playing through it. Um She loved school, but I think her friends would say it was more for the social side, but uh, she was... um The most beautiful,
1: yeah. amazing smile, yeah. piercing blue eyes. Um And I, I'm only just trying to to describe as a mother the most beautiful little girl and always was. And even in tributes at her funeral, her friends were just saying... That, they, that she was the light that brought them through school. If they were having bad days, Keeley smiled, Keeley took yeah. you out of yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of her now on holiday and that smile, it just lights up. its, it's, it's
1: It was just amazing. And right yeah. to the very end, past, to the day she passed away, she had the most beautiful, beautiful smile and constantly reassuring Alan and I that everything was going to be okay.
0: Now where did the the problems begin? I mean you mentioned some other health issues that you'd yeah. had over the years these are not connected uh, to no. to what happened. No. So when did you first notice that some, something wasn't quite right?
2: We we started do
1: you want to um speak? probably the beginning of July I noticed um a slight turning in her left eye. Um I was in the kitchen and I just happened to walk from the larder back to the sink and I, I caught just a glimpse of something. Um, didn't really probably pay a whole lot of attention of it and then maybe two or three weeks later I did notice again then I noticed that she started to kind of not slur but like a drawl in her this in was her, July of
0: last year July yeah.
1: 2022 um, we were going back and forth to the doctor um, again me saying like seriously there's something wrong here um,
2: probably the, on the 10th of July when Dublin Kerry match she would go everywhere with me to matches with the club and with Dublin and she'd always be walking beside me, but I yeah. noticed she was stumbling into me. And and that was the first, my, you know, I know Eamard spoke to me at the turn in the eye and I could see it as well, but that was for me, I kind of said, there's something not right, there's definitely something not right here.
0: Okay, but you, you got through the match, enjoyed yeah. the disappointment yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of that semi-final. <laughs> a good day, yeah. But uh, a good day. But she was stumbling into you and you noticed a turn in the eye <clears throat> Yeah, stumbling could be vertigo, could be a, a number uh, of things. I presume the GP absolutely. was the first port call. Yeah,
1: I went, brought, brought her down to the GP. Um, actually brought her several times to the GP um, and they were treating her for vertigo. They ran blood tests. They did like all the tests. Um, and then she went to work. So she got her first summer job. I mean, she was so ambitious. Um, uh, if this child was still alive, she was going to be president of Ireland. That's been mm. brutally honest. Um, so she started a job in a local coffee shop. Uh, ended up actually nearly running the place, doing balancing tills, doing rosters, doing everything. Um, at sixteen years of age, and it, on a Saturday afternoon, we'd literally just dropped her to uh, work, and we got a phone call within about ten minutes. She'd fallen down the stairs in work. Um, we both jumped in the car, went into the into her work, and when we seen her, we both got a fright. So we went straight. Um, to the hospital.
0: Yeah, so you went to A&E, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: went into A&E with her. And uh Alan actually, because it was COVID, it was only one parent allowed. So I stayed outside and Alan mm.
2: went in. So, Yeah, they'd they, they done, they done the full range of tests. Like the experience we had in A&E, no different than a lot of other people. It was, you know, it was a You had to hang about of, a bit. We had to hang around a bit. And uh, we were obviously worried. It was no different to a lot of families out there. Um, but the test they did back and forth and they, they test her strength in her arms, legs, her walk, and I noticed that the test for the walk was very short. Like it was only maybe three or four steps. And I said, I said, look, she's she's fallen into me at the game. I said, you need to extend the walk out a little bit. Yeah. When they did that, she started leaning towards the wall. Um, and their diagnosis was um, balance in her ears wasn't right. And we we I I asked for a scan. I said because I was talking to him on the phone, and I said, "Look, this has gone on a while. We've seen the turn in the eye. We've we've noticed her balance. We've noticed a slur. Um We noticed her even going when we we're going to the gym, cycling on the bike. She was struggling with it. So there's something, yeah. there's something yeah. not right." Um, and I, it just I, I mean,
0: a scan would seem to be uh, automatically called for yeah. to rule lots of things out. Yeah. I Absolutely.
2: mean,
0: because these symptoms are are severe in a young kid. Do, yeah. You know, it's not what you expect.
2: No, it's it's not, and and really, we went because our GP, you know, gave us guidance on what they could see externally. We felt when we went to the hospital, we we needed to have a deeper um, investigation of what was causing these these issues because we were we were worried. Um, and uh, Eamor's gut with the kids has never failed her in the past, and and on many occasions with Keely, but. I, I asked specifically for the scan and I asked either CT or MRI. I didn't. I'm not medical trained. I just said we needed to get something checked and they felt it wasn't required. They felt it was unnecessary and that probably um, something I regret. I wasn't. That probably.
0: you didn't insist, but you know you insist all, all you like. But well, they're it, the professionals, and at
1: the end of the day, we have to take their advice. Yeah. Uh, you mm. know, even though I mean, when Alan rang me to say that they were leaving A and E, I absolutely flipped the lid because I was like, "This is crazy." Like, how, yeah. how, how often do we need to flag that there's something wrong with our
2: daughter?
0: How did it all progress then?
2: See, the, the kind of, the diagnosis was, they felt it was maybe anxiety. So they, they spoke to Keeley separately from me. Was there anything bothering her? They'd done, you know, everything from pregnancy tests to, they, like, everything was, you know, just done junior cert. And Keeley said to me when it came out, she said, Dad, they keep saying to me, am I worried about something? And I keep saying I'm not. I talked to my mum or dad. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not.
0: So they, they... And you know your own child. Absolutely. You know, as you say, she was a go-getter, cheerful, oh, all of that. Oh, absolutely. She wasn't an anxious child in no. any... Yeah.
1: No, no. Now, she did have issues, there, as as a lot of children do, with online bullying. So that was, you know, maybe when they said it, um, that did click into my head because there was issues that hadn't been resolved. But I, we spoke to her and that wasn't an issue. That wasn't bothering her. No, yeah. it wasn't bothering her. So uh, that was on a Saturday and on the following... Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember, I haven't wrote in a diary, um, I brought her back to our GP again and I just said I really wasn't happy about,
2: mm. you know yeah. the they, they actually recommended that we go on a break, she needed a break and do something and when we came home and chatted about it, Emma said, now let's go back to our GP and have another chat, or just we weren't 100% and they, uh, yeah, they
1: concurred and they were saying like, you know, get in a plane, get out of here see if you can all relax and enjoy, you know a holiday. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so literally, we went, booked a holiday, took off, and within 24 hours of being in Croatia, Keely collapsed, um, and was taken by an ambulance to a hospital in in Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik yeah. um, now, the hospital itself was. Born torn- it was like it was run down.
0: OK, yeah. it, so you're dreading really the, your child going through this And again, this it's COVID
1: times, Pat. So yeah. uh, again, this is August 2022. So one parent is only allowed in. We're in a foreign country. There's a language barrier. Um,
0: however, your expectations however, were. However,
1: they were absolutely amazing.
0: I, I remember
2: talking the next morning when they stabilised Keely and the, she came back to us and she was talking And there was a team talking to one, and I remember saying, listen, we're worried about the balance because they were only seeing the collapse and they're they're checking her for gastro and stuff like that. I said the balance, the dizziness, the headaches. And I always remember the Jeanne, the head of pediatrics, was standing at the back of the group staring at me, really, you know, really strong stare. And she she kind of connected. The others were just chatting away to themselves, talking about Keely, but she was looking at me. And she connected and it was the first time she, she knew straight away that that's not right. And within 20 minutes, we were on a trolley from CT scans of the stomach, MRIs. It was all done within an hour.
1: And within uh, three uh, hours yeah. of her, of the first, you know, that there's something wrong here, we got the complete diagnosis that Keely had, a DIPG. Right. what tumor. is DIPG? It's diffuse intrinsic. intrinsic pontine glioma. Yeah. Um, but now it's called a diffuse midline glioma. Um.
2: So it's a tumour in the pons in the centre of your, of your brain, the brain, at the top of your brainstem, there's a tumour right in the middle of that. So the pons will control everything in your body from heart breathing
0: your yeah. arms breathing blood pressure no, everything. everything no you obviously hadn't heard of it I hadn't no, heard of it no, 100%. Uh, at all so Shock, you, like. you immediately tried to find out how serious is this what can be done about it and what yeah. did you discover so, um, so
2: the, for, the first was we were going to be brought to another hospital for an operation urgent operation so we just talked to him and talked to Keely, and then we're, I was called back out and he said no a more senior consultant looked at the results and said no this is not operable you're going to another hospital to begin oncology and I said well, listen, we'll do that in Dublin. <laughs> We're getting out of here. Yeah. We, we want to get her home and get our own consultants to have a look at her. And I always remember him saying, you're going nowhere. You are not getting on a plane with that girl. You shouldn't have been on a plane coming over. said, you're not going on a plane. And that began. Um, it was like something out of a movie pad where Emer was outside the hospital trying to organise um, an air ambulance home. The first one arrived, I, I think on the Saturday one arrived. We were on the stretch. He was on the stretch. I bolted in. And they, they were going on a flight home. And we got word that the plane had broke down. And oh. we had to come off. And they were gone.
1: So we were gone. Are, and yeah. obviously, as a mother, I didn't want to leave my child. Mm. In another country, not knowing what's really actually happening here.
0: So then they got a replacement plane? or Three
1: days yeah, later.
2: Yeah, three days later. So we stayed the weekend there, just the two of us. And um, on the Monday, we got out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And on the Monday, then we flew straight back into... Our centre of excellence here in Dublin, yeah. Beaumont Hospital, um, and th- from there the journey really began. Another point I'd probably really like to make, Pat, is is the fact that Keely was sixteen, and she fell into an adult hospital, an adult scene where news was broke to Keely that should never have been broke because it was news that I couldn't process as an adult, yeah. or Alan couldn't process, and people spoke to her <laughs> like.
0: But they must have known that she was underage. But, yeah, but yet, they, yeah,
1: but medically they told us that there's a line between the age of 16 and 18 that she still has to be given the information. Okay.
2: So if she was a couple of days. Like, if she was 16 or under 16, she would have went to Crumlin, and 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 it that, there's probably a way of treating children is a little bit different than treating adults because she was in she was an 18, and um, she just fell in the middle. So it's probably one of the the, the issues we we'd like to raise that look that gap. It needs to be
1: addressed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, obviously there has to be a campaign, but like she is only a child. She was only a child and she shouldn't have been given information. She shouldn't have been treated as an adult. There was scans that she went into that the machine broke down and like we weren't even informed. We were standing outside not knowing what was going on. And when she came out, she was absolutely bawling her eyes out. Mm. And then eventually we were put in touch with um, a nurse from Temple Street who asked? Who said that? Emer you actually are the advocate for Keely, so you need to advocate for her and say no. You are the adult, and that no. No, you know information is to come through you. And when scans are happening, that you are allowed in there and you hold her hand. Because if she had been fifteen and eleven months, she would have been in a in a child friendly hospital, not an adult hospital.
0: How soon did you realise that um, the uh, prognosis was not good?
2: We, we we seen our consultant. Um, and I always remember going th- to the car. He went off to look at the scans, and as I walked, I was waiting in the lift, and I just looked around, and it was a little office, and he was in the office with his head in his hands, and I knew it wasn't going to be good. And when he told us, um, to be fair, what well, they allowed the conversation with us, and then I had to go and have the conversation with Keely, but they always insist that Keely had to, they had to hear them explaining to the Keeley, but I wanted to kind of obviously break it down for a little bit better. And um, when we realized it very quickly, we had to address a pressure issue in the brain, which was causing a lot of headaches uh, and she needed a shunt. So that became the first priority a couple of days. So we probably didn't talk much about the treatment apart from there was conversations around biopsies of the tumour and to look mm. at what possible treatment there was. But that wasn't something um, Keely wanted to do, and you know we we kicked it back and forward ourselves. But you know because she was in that middle ground, we couldn't make the decision for her, and and Keely, oh, had, yeah. to, you know, Keely had, had to ultimately Keely had to make the, to decision. make
0: the decisions. And the decision was between um, some it, particular chemotherapy, yeah, well, she, versus she to, what? Do she, nothing?
2: She had oh. to get a biopsy, um, so to consider any sort of what type of chemotherapy she could have or the other alternative was radiation treatment. So we we opted from discussion with Keely. she wanted to go with radiation and she wanted obviously we had to dress the shunt so that was done successfully and within a day she was home after that operation and then within a, a long week or so we were... Well,
1: we, yeah within a week we started radiotherapy and so um, that was in St Luke's and Rathgar which were excellent, absolutely yeah, excellent. And um, the in relation to, again, as you just asked there about chemotherapy and um, another probably bugbear is that the chemotherapy for this form of tumour isn't actually done in Ireland. It's only based in France and um, you had to you had to fund you had to fund it yourself. And Pat quite like quite a lot of stuff that because again, Keely was 16, anything that we had to adapt in the house, there's no grants because she was only 16. We had to do it all ourselves the financial pressure has been huge on us as a family. Never mind dealing with a shock, a shock diagnosis. You go and talk to anybody and, they, and they're like, no, sorry, like there's nothing out there for you. Uh,
0: she couldn't go to France, therefore, for this chemo. But would it have made much difference? What are the odds? Uh, how would they have improved I, I, yeah. with that chemo or not?
2: I, I think it I think it would have helped. I don't think ultimately it would have cured a path. Um, I think... It did where the 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 tumor was, I don't think it would, but it would have gave us more time with Keely and or and, more quality of time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we we talked to other parents in, you know, we we're involved in a in a group Oscar Kids Club, which is a fantastic organization, which gave us access to other parents who had kids with a similar, um, including our own child Oscar Kyo. um, and they give us great guidance and great advice. But th- those other kids, because they got access to onc they didn't have the same level of side effects like Keely very quickly lost her sight, her arms, her, her legs. legs, and that child never moaned once. And she was positive every day and she coached us every day. Um, so if you we were looking for a leader, you wouldn't have to look much further than her, but for us, we felt if she had got Ankh, I think the experience of being in Croatia and flying may have been a factor that she, she didn't want to be going to France. She didn't possibly want to have the, the biopsy, but it was a big factor in the travel and it just would have gave us a bit more time, I believe. Um,
1: a so, bit more quality yeah. of time for Keely mm, yeah. because she shut herself off from her friends because it was all about image. Yeah. Um, and at 16 years of age, of course, with a girl, it is all about image. So when she started losing her legs and went into a wheelchair when she couldn't see, when she couldn't hear, when she couldn't speak,
2: it was just horrendous. Like she used to sit pat... One of the times we'd have as a family at lunchtime, she would sit watching Love Island with Aimer, and she told me one day, she whispered to me one day, she said, Dad, you know, I can't, does ma'am know I can't see or hear this? And I said, no, but it looks like nothing. And she sat and she watched Love Island for Aimer because that was Keely's character. She always took care of others around her, even though she was in a world of pain. She was thinking of Aimer first and foremost every day, and she was a fantastic child. And that um,
0: was recognised at Croke Park, mm, wasn't
2: it? It was, yeah. And when I mean, I've seen the players right re- applaud, which is where I rarely see that. And I mean, I've seen the crowd, the, the the way it was respected, because I've been in grounds where it probably A moment isn't.
0: silence is not respected. There's is yahoos and
2: yeah, and it's just was silence. And and I think most people, when people say to me like, "You know, what are you gone through?" I said, "Look, you have children. Think if you hadn't got one of them. Now that that to try and give anyone sort of." a reflection or any idea what the pain that is for a parent. But we had to watch our child fall apart around us and and we had to try and keep her going. But really, she kept us going for 11 months and seven days. But yeah, it's 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 great. Look, the, the recognition, everything she would have loved it. Her her funeral was fabulous. Our, our club in Morris and our community really rallied around us and you know, our friends mm. have been feeding us probably for 11 or since yeah. Christmas. Anyway, they've been yeah. brilliant. the yeah,
1: so community we've, has just yeah, been absolutely we've amazing. We've
2: been fantastic.
0: And uh, I mean, as a big Dubs fan, she had a special moment with Dean Rock. I yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah,
1: the day of her birthday. Um, Alan had been in touch with Dean and uh, he was amazing. Came out to the house, not a, like took the crack. And like when he walked in, because again, Keely's sight. Um, we knew he was coming and when he walked in I was gone. who's this? Like, you know, and, and she went... Um,
2: he said, who's your, who's your favourite player, Keely? Yeah, I she was
1: joking. A... No, she did. Now at this point <laughs> it was Dean and I just said to her, who's your favourite player? And she went, uh, Stephen Cluxton. And I was
0: <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> she was a but player. she was
1: banter the whole time.
0: Uh, well, um, the, the light has gone out of your life.
1: Oh my God, mm, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And you're a family of three now. Um, although Keely, I suspect, will always be with you. Mm. And it's
1: tough the... on Jack.
2: Tough yeah, Jack. I, I think what, what Keely has taught us, we, you, you know, when you're in pain and in a world of pain, you have to drive through it. She's done it every day and we have her four baby Daisy, as, as she called our dog, and we have Jack. And we have to um, pick up the pieces and, and make a life out of that without Keely, but we will drive on through it.
0: Well, my heartfelt condolences mm-hmm. to you and I'm sure all our listeners are utterly moved by your experience and the lessons that you want other people to learn, I think primarily are trust your own instincts trust as, your own as a instinct. parent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and, and insist, and, if you can, in our health service, benighted as it can be from time to time, insist.
1: Yeah. You are, do you know what? You are your child's advocate. At the end of the day, you are, you have to stand and be able to look in the mirror and say, I did everything for my child.
2: Yeah. I think, like I said, for me, it's, it's the gap where the 16-year-old falls in a gap, I would really like people in the powers that be to look at that. I think the access to ONC needs to happen for, for families and children with cancer yeah. treatment. And I think that is just... Uh, and remote. you wonder,
0: is that going to change with the new paediatric hospital? Will they have a broader brief up to the age mm. of 18?
2: Yeah. yeah, And, and they're, they're the things for us. We'd like to, There's people in, in, in the powers to be that need to look at that. Um, but for us, we want people to remember Keely. And, and I would like to thank there was you know, through our journey, there were so many people who got around us, our community, our club, but the likes of Cleanest Foundation, Make-A-Wish, Avins Pink Tie, Laura Lynn, St. Francis Hospital, and obviously Oscar, awesome. um, Kids Club, who are fantastic. And we probably made a real connection with them. And, you know, they're, they're, they're great organizations out there. I just, you know, want to give them the recognition and, and thank them from our family. To what they did it meant a big difference um, in our journey.
0: Alan and Emer Dernan, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.